Game on! It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello and welcome to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Well, we don't have a lot of snow yet, but we still found a way to talk with Wadena Deer Creek head Nordic ski coach Terry Olson because they've gotten a couple meets in already on the season. We're going to talk about that next on Wolverines Weekly. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head Nordic ski coach Terry Olson. And coach, I know the weather doesn't quite look like it outside, but you guys were <laughs> able to get a meet in this week. How was uh, how was that? Well, it was at Detroit Mountain, of course, where they make their snow. And we basically stayed on the bottom of the hill, except for they had one kind of bigger hill that they use for downhill. And we didn't go all the way up at the varsity didn't. And uh, JV and junior high only went about uh, a third of the way up it. But uh, uh, we, they, got, they got a hill in there or two or three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the conditions kind of are, are like they are, how does DL kind of help out? And how does that kind of, how do you get that course groomed to the best of your ability to when the weather's warm like we talked about and when there's not a ton of snow on the ground as is? Well, they make their own snow, so I'm sure they got at least a, a foot base. Sure. And, uh, and then they groomed it. But uh, for Classic, which it was supposed to be yesterday, which it was for the varsity, you're supposed to have a track where mm -hmm. you put your skis in and follow that track. Except for when he started up the snowmobile, the one with the groomer on it, uh, Four mice and a rabbit came out, <laughs> <laughs> and then the snowmobile stopped. Ah, oh. <laughs> so he couldn't put the tracks in. Mm -hmm. So it was <laughs> that made it worse. Yeah. So anyway, um, but it was fun. We got to be on the snow, and uh, <clears throat> we everyone who. Uh, Everyone who was racing did at least one lap. They did uh, they did three laps for the JV, two laps for the junior high, and then uh, the varsity was a relay, a two-person relay, where the first person does one lap, which was about a mile, and then the tag off, and the second person does the same thing, and tag off to the first person who does his second one, and uh, then take off to the second one again, who does their second one, and that's the end of it. Sure. So um, that's one thing that I like about the meets. There, uh, there's different formats. So that was a, uh, a, a for the varsity a, a sprint relay format. Now on Monday we're going to uh, Andy's Tower Hill. And for that one, it's going to be just a straight uh, freestyle, which means you can you can do classic or you can do skate. But of course, skate is faster, so pretty much everyone will skate. Sure. And so that's how that meet goes. And 
We'll see what the rest of them are. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, wonder, weather pending with a lot of this stuff. But, Terry, why don't we backtrack a little bit? Let's talk about just where the program is sitting. This is, I believe, the third year now. Third year, yep. And first year we had a dozen. Last year we had 11. And this year we have 14. Oh, all right. So um, <clears throat> we've lost, uh, the, the first year we lost... Uh, Six seniors, mm -hmm. and then um, and then we got uh, five new people, and last year we lost two seniors, and uh, you know we gained uh, five five new people. Sure. So um, the main reason we do, we're doing it is. For the a fun way to get the kids in shape or keep the kids in shape, and I think we're accomplishing that. And they seem to be having fun, and I'm having fun, and <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's working out. Uh, I think it's working out. It's uh, um, certainly helping our our track kids, yeah, and cross country kids, because uh, a lot of them didn't come out to for any other winter sport sure so um so it's been fun and uh this year's been tough though because uh we've done like uh four weeks of dry land training mm -hmm. and this was the uh actually last week we got we went over to uh detroit mountain and skied once and uh and we'll we're gonna go there today if they let us. You know, with this rain, who knows? And uh, so it's we'll find out. Where has been a lot of the places you've been practicing? You mentioned going to Detroit Mountain, but you know, on the regular day-to-day -day practices, where are you doing those, and what do they look like? Uh, we go to Black's Grove. Uh, we've gone to the golf course. We were out uh, outside of the school some. Um, we did some stuff inside the school uh, one day when it was really cold, and uh, we basically did some fitness stuff inside as well as using the indoor track. And then we worked on balance drills and uh, um, the uh, pole work because uh, basically when you skate, you double pole. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we worked on V1 techniques, V2 techniques, of course, without skis and poles, but getting that motion down. And uh, so there's, there's a fair amount to do. Plus, you know, it's a fitness sport. It's a cardiovascular fitness sport. And you need to do that, too. And so we did 300-meter uh, intervals. The last time we did 400-meter intervals. Uh, we've done hill work. Uh, we've done, um, um, it's called uh, Nordic walking or Nordic running. So you're walking or running but with the poles. Mm -hmm. um, so basically that's the kind of stuff that we do. Yeah, and... You know, just with seeing the kids, and you talk about it being able to have another activity for some of those uh, runners who don't have a winter sport to be able to do. And just in year three of this program and to getting to see some of those kids and the results, just how fun is it for you to get to be able to see everybody kind of do that and have an activity that otherwise they wouldn't be able to do? Well, I really love skiing, and 
and I I love to teach kids. So I mean, it's the last year was a perfect example. Uh, the first year we had four kids who never learned well enough to be in a meet to skate ski. So I was figuring, you know, um, I was hoping by the end of the year everyone would be skate skiing mm-hmm. in a meet. Well, last year, of course, it was ideal for for snow, but last year everyone by the middle of the season could skate ski enough to be in a race. Yeah. So um, that that's just great, but and of course. We did the best, so much better than we had the year before mm-hmm. um, because of the one-year experience. And uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. But it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm really a teacher. That's what uh, coaching is, is, is teaching. Yeah. And uh, I just love to see kids improve. And when you're, when you're looking at skate skiing, well, you can tell the difference between where they start and where they're doing, where they are now, it's just uh, night and day sometimes. Last question for you here, Terry. Uh, what's the schedule look like ahead? What do you guys kind of have to look forward to? Uh, you know, assuming we get some snow at some point, uh, what's kind of on the docket for you guys in Nordic skiing? Well, it's hard to say because um, the the two meets that we've had uh, were um, were supposed to be or I should say the two meets that we, the one that we had and the one we're going to have, they were supposed to be elsewhere or earlier. Mm -hmm. So um, we really don't know. We have a schedule, but we don't know if that's going to be the way it is or not. It depends on if we get, I kind of heard we were supposed to get two and a half inches of snow today. Uh Well, it's not starting out that way, but... uh, (laughs) So it's hard to say, um, but uh, at the end, we'll, the sections will be at Maple Log. And, of course, uh, that's the thing that we really point for because that's our last race. And uh, we want to just build throughout the season and, and be our best then. So, yeah, I can't really answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if anybody can, I suppose they should give us a call, and then we can start to plan it, right? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Olson, head Nordic ski coach at Wadena Deer Creek, joining us on Wolverines Weekly. Terry, thanks for your time. Hopefully we get some snow. Uh, you guys are about the only people, I think, that are that yeah, are saying that. <laughs> I would agree with that statement. <laughs> but, uh, but great to have you in, great to share about your team, and we look forward to talking with you later on in the season, hopefully where we do have some snow we can talk about. Right. All right, appreciate your time. Uh, that's Terry Olson on Wolverines Weekly. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg, Wolverines Weekly. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg. And coach, another week in the books. You got some more Park Region Conference games under your belt. How did those go this week? Yeah, we had uh, had a game on Tuesday against New York Mills, um, and the boys came out fired up. Um, they played really aggressively on both ends of the court. Um, defensively, uh, we did a great job of uh, controlling our defender and make sure we were help side and hold them, holding them to one shot. 
Um, and then on the offensive end, we really uh, really thrived and transitioned and pushed the ball, um, got good shots, and guys knocked down shots. And uh, it, it was really good, good big win. Um, we were able to get everybody a lot of minutes. Uh, I think everybody except for maybe one player scored. So it was a it was a fun night. Um, and then we that was all, that was it for this week. Except for tonight, we uh, host the Bertha Hewitt Bears. And, you know, uh, getting that conference win, getting a couple kind of stacked on top of each other from last week, just kind of after the start you had to the season, now getting a couple wins, does it just kind of help calm everybody? Like, okay, we got some wins under our belt, and we can kind of just move forward here. Yeah, I think, uh, like we've talked in the previous weeks here, that our senior group, I think, had a lot of confidence coming in, and they they had a lot of high expectations um, for themselves. And I think the coaching staff did as well. Uh, and for us to come out uh, in in our eyes a little flat and start out 0-2, I think it was a, a very humbling experience for us. And I I think it was one of those things that the boys understood. We really got to put in some more some more time on the defensive end um, and in practice. And and they've really bought into that. Uh, we've had a lot of really good um, competitive physical practices, and and it's translated to the games. Um, so we're we're hoping that can continue. We're hoping that. Uh, you know, we got those uh, early two bad losses, in our opinions, out of the way, uh, and it's uh, all guns a-blazing now. You know, last week we talked about Peyton Church getting his 1,000th career point. Now just talk a little bit about uh, just how much he's meant to your team as we kind of got to talk with him for our Wolverine player spotlight. Uh, how much has he meant to your program? Yeah, Peyton's been one of those guys. Um, I've said it in almost all the interviews I've gotten the opportunity to talk about him. Uh, that we've had to rely on and gotten to rely on um, ever since he was a freshman. Um, you know, he stepped in and he was one of those guys that we knew could score. Um, and, and since then, he's obviously done a lot, of, a lot of scoring for us and made a lot of big shots for us when we've needed him. Um, but also, he's he's just evolved into a really, really solid player. Um, not only on the offensive end of of being able to score for us, um, but he's improved his his defense. He's improved his rebounding. Um, you know, and that, and those are the things that. You know, when you get a, a freshman or a sophomore that, hey, can really shoot the lights out or can score, okay, how can we turn them into a, a full-rounded player so they're not just a scorer when they become a senior? Um, and, and fortunate enough for us, he's kind of turned into that guy. So it's it's really nice to have a guy that you know is going to go out there and get his 15 to 20 points a game or more. Um, you know, and, and he brings a lot of attention from opposing defenses, and that just opens everything up for all the other guys. Um, and as you've seen, Throughout our scoring this year, um, Peyton's got his points, but uh, with a lot of the attention being focused on him, um, Tessie Lohr's been able to score, Nate Peterson's been able to score, Lyric Haug has had a couple of really big games, um, and Kobe Snyder's been scoring. I mean, everybody that we throw in there has been getting good looks, and I'm not going to attribute all that to, to Peyton being on the court, but um, definitely I think teams, if you look at their pregame talks, uh, they know they got to stop number 25, and that's a big focal point for them. So. Um, himself being able to produce and to be able to have his teammates produce uh, has been great for us. You mentioned earlier uh, in the interview about defense and your team uh, having a good defensive outing earlier this week. You know, for those who don't know, how do you guys like to play defense? What is this year's iteration of Wadena Deer Creek Boys Basketball? What's your defensive identity? What are the things you want to do on that side of the floor? Yeah, I don't know if we can say we have a, a true identity yet. Um, we've we've been for the most part, a man-to-man half-court defense. Um, that was That's what we were for the most part last year. Um, and the guys really buy into that, of wanting to shut down their defender and working as a team um, in the half-court set. But we've also um, been tinkering with some zone defense, um, a zone press. Uh, none of it's been uh, a lights out yet, but we know that uh, as we go on throughout the season, we're going to face a lot of good teams that 
uh, maybe have some guys that can, you know, really score against man-to-man defense. And we're going to have to be able to switch things up um, and be able to kind of do a little bit of everything just to give them different looks. Um, but I, I would expect if somebody hadn't been to a game yet and they showed up, uh, more more times than not will be in the half-court man-to-man defense. Looking ahead into next week, Coach, what do you have to look forward to? What's kind of that schedule looking like for you guys? Yeah, so next week um, is our last full week here of um, school uh, before winter break. Uh, I guess we don't have school on Friday, but we, we just have the one game on Thursday. We host Aiken, and uh, it's kind of a goofy week. The, the holiday concert is on uh, Monday, so the gym's kind of tied up. So we're going to do some fun team-building activities and just kind of get together and just have some fun outside of basketball on Monday. Um, then really hit it hard practice Tuesday and Wednesday and hopefully finish out the, the 2023 year with a, a win on Thursday. Um, and then obviously give the time, guys some time off over uh, over the Christmas holiday. Um, we'll, we'll give them Friday off through Christmas Day. Um, and then over break, we, we were fortunate to, to find a game. Um, so we're playing on that Thursday, uh, December 28th, I believe, is the date. Um, we're hosting crazy there. So it'll, it'll feel kind of like a normal week. Um, they'll have Monday off, of course, with Christmas. Um, and then get in and get a couple practices and play another game. So um, fortunate for us, I know a lot of area teams talking to some of the coaches. They've they have like two or three full weeks off without a game. Um, where we're we're feeling very fortunate to not be in that situation, um, just because we can kind of stay on top of things, um, stay conditioned, and just kind of fine tune our game rather than having two three weeks off and feeling like we're kind of starting over. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg. Coach, appreciate the time. Look forward to talking with you again next week. Yes, thank you, CJ. Wadena Deer Creek boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg joining us on Wolverines Weekly. Next, we're going to flip things over. We're going to talk a little girls basketball with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip next on Wolverines Weekly. Your home for Wadena Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly. On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip and Coach, another week in the books. You got a couple games in. Why don't you just uh, tell us how those went? Yeah, so we uh, faced off with Crosby, Crosby Anderton on Tuesday. Um, you know, we knew going into that game it was going to be a tough challenge for us. They're, you know, a team that's ranked, I think, number four in the state. And um, they obviously have um, an incredible player in, in Tori Orline. She's a sophomore and, um, you know, she's up, you know, up past, I think, 2,000 points. And, kind of does it all for him. I think was averaging like 36 and, you know, close to double digit rebounds and assists. So, um, that's a, that was a huge, huge challenge for us. Um, you know, I, I feel like we, we competed pretty well. Um, you know, I thought we made things as tough as possible for, for Orline, but she's incredible player. She was able to get her teammates involved and they run the floor well. And, um, they, they're, you know, their others stepped up really well um that Soljan hit a bunch of threes and um uh, they got some some good talent even besides Orline. so they're they're a good solid team um we just had a, a couple stretches there where we gave up some some offensive rebounds some key ones and and you can't do that when you know they're they're hitting shots and and they have a player like Orline. but um i feel like we did do some good things in that game and uh you know, go, going into last night, last night we played at Bertha Hewitt and um, they have a, a big group of seniors and they have some good size and they got some, some good shooters on the perimeter. So they, they played well. Um, you know, we uh, got a little bit uh, lax, you know, with the ball, a little bit sloppy with the ball, a lot of, a lot of turnovers and, you know, 
kind of some some sloppy turnovers, um, which led to you know some extra opportunities for them. But you know ultimately, you know we made the plays we needed to, rebounded you know fairly well. I thought effort was there. Uh, just wasn't our our cleanest and most crisp game. I thought Ashley Pavic was huge in the overtime period, hitting a, a couple threes, and then we hit a few free throws. So um, you know it was a um, an earned win, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know, let's talk a little bit about that game on Tuesday night in Crosby. Uh, you know, playing like you talked about, a, a, one of the better girls basketball players in the state, and one of the better girls basketball teams in two way. You know, you kind of use that as a measuring stick for your team. What were a couple areas where you thought uh, that they did really well, and stuff that you thought uh, could stick throughout the season? Yeah, um, you know, trying to to guard Orline is uh, <laughs> oh. It's a it's a tough task. It's almost nearly nearly impossible to you know completely stop her. We knew she was gonna she was gonna get her points and and uh, you know keep her teammates involved. But we just you know we have the mindset of make things as difficult as possible. And I thought you know Lola Pulver and, and Kennedy Ness and um, Lily Parker they all they all stepped up to the challenge. They didn't back down. Nobody was you know afraid of anything. And um, they put their best foot forward and. Um, did all they could, you know, um, you know, to try and limit, limit her as po- as much as possible, you know, and she kind of makes a living on the offensive boards. And I thought we, we kept her off the offensive boards fairly well, but she was incredibly, um, you know, efficient with, with what she did. She can hit from outside. She can, you know, come off ball screens. She can find her teammates in the open floor. Um, she's, she's, um, an absolute incredible player. It was fun to watch her, but, I do feel like we competed tough. Yeah, and you know, in that game against Bertha Hewitt on Thursday night, you guys went to overtime or you had that late finish and close finish. How important is it to get those reps early in the season of, hey, you know, here's what we want to do in two minutes when it's a close game and these situations that you can do in practice all the time that you don't really get to do in a game setting all that often. Uh, how important is that early in the season just to be able to see that in a live rep? That is true. It's it's tough to replicate those those high in intensity and, and um, you know close games um, down the stretch. You know in in practice, so it is good to see that for sure. And you know we're still we're still figuring things out. We still have you know different uh, different girls in um, a lot bigger roles this year. You know we're you know just a handful of games into the season, and we're still figuring things out. And um, for, for those girls to, to be a part of a close game and uh, ultimately, you know, make the plays that we needed to to win is, is great for their confidence. And hopefully we can, you know, build on that, build on the positives. And, um, you know, um, Bertha is an incredibly physical team. They play incredibly hard and they played well, all credit to them. And uh, um, they kind of, you know, exposed us in a couple areas and, um, that's good too. You find out what you need to improve on and, um, you know, you win a close game and, and that's, that's a great learning experience. And now looking ahead, no conference games, but you do have a couple section eight AA opponents in your next week in Holly and Park Rapids area, both of them at home. And obviously it's still early in the season, but you know, for QRF and section seeding and all that a couple sneaky, important games, just kind of, what do you need to do to do your best to go two and zero through the next week? Yeah, uh, they're both very, very solid teams, very, you know, very good programs. Um, and like you said, Section 8 AA matchups. Uh, we you know, we play both of those teams once. Um, uh, and then Barnesville, you know, on the Christmas break too. So 
um, three straight eight double A matchups that are going to be huge for QRF and huge for eight double A seeding. You know, when it when it gets to that here at the end of the season. So, um, you know, great great coaches, great programs. Um, you know, they won't beat themselves. We got to be we got to be sharp. We got to um, you know take care of what we can control. You know, you know limit our turnovers play play tough defensively and uh you know ultimately just have different players step up and keep developing everybody and keep developing our bench so that we can you know you know put put players in and we're not you know you know taking any dips we're maintaining and we're keep keeping on you know striving forward we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip. Hey, coach, best of luck throughout the next week, and we look forward to talking with you again next time. Thank you, CJ. Appreciate it. More to come on Wolverines Weekly, including an interview with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Wallum, Wolverine head boys hockey coach Robbie Grendahl, and our Wolverine players spotlight all coming up next on Wolverines Weekly. Wolverines Weekly, the only place to hear right from the Wadena Deer Creek coaches and athletes. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Wollum and coach another week in the books. Where were you guys and how'd you do? Um, well, we wrapped up a big tournament and Brainerd, the Paul Bunyan tournament. That was a big two-day one uh, last Friday and Saturday. And then this week, uh, we wrestled on Thursday night. We wrestled in Frazee. We wrestled Frazee in Pelican Rapids, and that was a good night. Uh you know, we lost one right away to Frazee, and they're they're a solid team. Uh, they'll be state entrance contenders as a team. Um, but then we we beat uh, Pelican Rapids, and that's a big section opponent there. So that was a good one, and we won it in dramatic fashion. Uh, we were down by three going into heavyweights, and uh, Matthew Wigshide um, did his thing, what he does best, and he pinned his guy, and we ended up winning the duel by three points, uh, 39 to 36. Yeah, and you know, what's it like when you kind of see that that late? You need to get the points and, and you get that win and kind of to see that for your team. And like you talked about, a big section win. Just what was that environment like on your sideline and what was that bus ride home? <laughs> well, it was it was exciting. You know, we had to pull kids off the mat, you know, because uh, you could lose a, a team point, you know, for unsportsmanlike, you know, just for over-celebration. But, uh, they didn't, you know, the kids that... We didn't lose a point, but you know we had to pull kids off the mat because, wow, they were they were excited. And that was fun. Um, you know, our team kind of mantra for the season is, "Who's going to carry the boats?" And that's based off of a Navy SEAL, David Goggins. That's kind of his saying. You know, like who's going to step up? Who's going to rise to the challenge? And you know, I would say, you know, Matthew, of course, got the credit for you know sealing the deal for us. But I would say the whole team. Um, we've had a lot of a lot of kids stepping up, um, which is awesome to see. You know, we've got eighth and ninth graders that are having to cut some serious weight to fill some gaps in our team. And we even have some kids, some backup JV kids, you know, willing to cut some weight just to fill some lineups, you know, in case somebody gets sick or somebody gets hurt. And, you know, we've got a lot of kids stepping up and, you know, kind of living up to that mantra of who's going to carry the boats. And um, it's exciting. You know, what's it like to kind of see that? You talk about uh, kids buying into that and that mantra, and especially for you kind of in your third year as head coach of the program, what's it like to see everybody coming together and kind of to see that momentum pushing forward here? That's a common conversation that we have among the coaches, especially on the bus rides when we can finally sit down and talk. 
uh, is it just, it's just so much better how it's clicking, you know, um, you look at our roster and we, we have a, a lot of kids out for wrestling and it's kind of fun seeing at weigh-ins how we used to be the team with only five or six kids stepping on the scale at a night. And now we have, you know, like when we wrestled crazy and Pelican Rapids and there were other teams there that we didn't wrestle, but we had almost, there was one other team that had more wrestlers than we did, but um, it's just nice. That you're getting this buy in the kids are clicking and now you can worry more about the petty things um, you know, of like working with kids individually and like the petty little details of, of the sport. Um, so it, it, it's just really nice to kind of see everything clicking and hopefully that keeps going. Obviously, you know, life is not linear. It's not going to stay easy and every day is going to be better than the last day. But, um, you know, there's going to be a, a roller coaster here in January, but um, it seems to be clicking and I hope the kids are seeing that. We keep preaching like, you know, keep going, keep going. You know, some of you are going to have great days. Some of you are going to have horrible days, but as long as the overall consensus is, you know, betterment of the team, that's what matters. And let's kind of flip the page here and talk a little girls wrestling. How are things shaping up with them and kind of what's, uh, what's ahead for, for that uh, team. So the girls, um, we've got seven girls out now. We had a couple, couple join later. Um, but that's totally okay. They wrestled, uh, really well at the Paul Bunyan tournament. So the Paul Bunyan tournament is a two day tournament for the boys. And then they crammed it all into one super long day on last Friday. Um, and the girls wrestled really well. Um, can't remember the results off the top of my head, but we had a lot of first place. Ella Wigshide, uh, first year wrestler. She, she, she took first that I do remember. And then we had a lot of second places. Um, but yeah, that was exciting. And now this Saturday, we're headed to Bemidji for the Blue Ox, the second annual Blue Ox Girls Tournament, and uh, that'll be an exciting one. It's um, it's pretty cool. It's only girls. There's no boys there other than in the in the stadium or in the bleachers, I should say, and that'll be a really good experience for our team. Yeah, and, well, especially with girls wrestling, it's still something that's new, and and schools are till, still trying to build those teams up. So those tournaments are are the best way for them to kind of see wrestling and to see that that live rep action. Just how important are those tournaments, and how fun is it to kind of see everything uh, materialize? Uh, it, it's really you know it's really fun to see the girls compete, and you know it's going to be a balancing act here um, until we get more direction from the the Minnesota State High School League. Um, you know, what the postseason will look like. And, you know, it's it's kind of hard for the girls because some events they have to make a certain weight class. And then some events they're kind of put into a pool and they're, the girls, their opponents are close to their weight. Um, so event by event it's specific, so which mentally, of course, you know, takes a toll on some, some because they're, you know, <clears throat> you know maybe – the undersized opponent in their match and maybe the next week they're the upper sized opponent. So, you know, there's a little bit of uh, balancing there, but overall I would say our girls are, like I said, with the mantra, they're, they're stepping up to the challenge. They're, they're willing to carry the boats. All right. What's uh, coming up ahead for both wrestling teams. What's uh, next week's schedule looking like? Uh, next week we have one duel before Christmas break. That's against the Osakis and they're a very solid, solid team. Um, I think, I want to say they're undefeated on the season so far. They beat um, some other section opponents. So they're a very solid, respectable team. Um, so that's going to be a tough duel on Tuesday. That's here at the elementary school in Medina. 
and then we have a nice Christmas break. Then right after Christmas, we see uh, New York Mills and Staples Motley, and then we head to Monoman for a, a quad. A lot of stuff going on with uh, WDC Wrestling. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Wollum. Coach, appreciate the time that you've uh, given us this week. A lot of stuff going on, and we look forward to talking with you again next week. Yeah, thanks, CJ. We're going to take a break on Wolverines Weekly. When we come back, we'll talk with Wadena Deer Creek head hockey coach Robbie Grendahl next on Wolverines Weekly. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we are talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Robbie Grendahl. Coach, another week in the books. You had some games earlier in the week. Tell us how those went. Well, we uh, we had a barn burner with uh, Bagley Faustin the other night. Um, that one ended 4-3, uh, to three, not in our favor. We got the goalie pulled with a little under two minutes, and uh, but we had been assessed the penalty, so... We were skating, skating five on four with the pulled goalie, put some shots on net and couldn't couldn't get it to go. So um, back to the drawing board, and we've got the Highway 71 Cup coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, the Highway 71 Cup uh, on Saturday night, uh, Park Rapids, a big rivalry. You know, for those who don't know, just kind of talk about the history of the Highway 71 Cup. How much has that rivalry meant to, uh, to both Wadena Deer Creek and Park Rapids area hockey? Well... <laughs> Certainly, it's something that both uh, both teams have on the calendar. Red Letter Day happens twice a year. Um, the Cup makes some funny appearances at other events, so it's it's definitely a known commodity between both teams. A good motivator, great motivator for the teams um, to play for, and our team is certainly certainly up and excited and ready to go. And they've got a little little bit of a, a mission to get that cup back as we, we left it there last year in our final meeting. Yeah, you were able to split with them last year. Of course, like you talked about, they did win that final meeting. You know, uh, with this uh, year's Park Rapids team and with your team this year, what do you guys kind of know about each other and what are you going to have to do to try and get the win and bring the cup back down to Wadena? Well, we're, we're going to have to find a way to, uh, to slow them down. They've got a, um, they've got, they're getting good goaltending. They had a shutout. Like we said the other night against Bagley Faustin, um, defensively they're they're very sound. They didn't give up many shots in that in that game. But but for us, we're going to have to stay disciplined, play within play within our system, um, keep keep shots and pucks to the outside, and and find a way to to generate some scoring scoring chances, and then find a way to to slow down uh, their speed. They've They've got quite a quite a few seniors, and they've got some balanced uh, scoring. You know, you guys have kind of gotten a few games under your belt here now as we've gotten through the season. As it stands, what do you think is one area your team is doing really well right now, and what's one area where it's like, okay, as the year goes on, we still need to kind of maybe iron that out? Right, yeah. yeah and that's, that's really easy to identify right now after about seven games in. So the on, on the upside, this team is extremely – extremely coachable they they stick with plans when we have to make adjustments they're able to adjust uh real quickly they're they're an intelligent group so that that's not a surprise to us they're also very very emotionally stable so we you know the other night we got down four to two and we talked about it in between periods we're like boy if we can get a two goal jump on them that'd be a nice well that got reversed on us we're down down by two they don't melt down they stay focused they don't get 
emotionally and erratically super, super high and they don't get super low. So those have been some, some super positives. And, and I think that will continue to carry us through on the, on the needs improvement side, I definitely would say our power play was at a dismal somewhere hovering around 13%. So, um, you know, and that story is just about getting, getting pucks to the net and shooting the puck rather than trying to find that perfect play. And one, once we figure out that we've got the man advantage and get two guys on the puck and just shoot pucks on net, um, I, I think those, those numbers will come around. Yeah, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but yeah, when a team is good on a power play or a team you're coaching or kind of in your mind, when a team is doing well on the power play, what are they doing? Well, then that's that's just it. So you know, typically the the defenders and that are skating shorthanded pretty much have to play in a zone box type of of coverage or a diamond, and and really the best way to manipulate that and collapse it is just put pucks to the net. That box collapses. It's a scramble and a race, and you've got one extra person. You should win that ten out of ten times. And it it's fairly simple math, right? You're you're up by one, and but. You know, in, in hockey, it, it does happen. Teams score shorthanded. Some teams have, you know, personal identities where they just don't play well. We, um, you can't decline the power play, so you've got to play well on it. But some some teams just don't play well on the power play. I, I think they just, they're trying to over, over-execute and make that really picture-perfect tic-tac-toe play when sometimes you just have to get, you know, get in the paint and get some rebounds and, and knock one in and hang, hang around a little bit. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Robbie Grendel. Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck in that Highway 71 Cup, and we look forward to recapping with you here next week. All right. Thank you very much, CJ. Have a good weekend. The vaunted Highway 71 Cup. It's going to be a whole lot of fun up in Park Rapids between Park Rapids area and Wadena Deer Creek area hockey. A whole lot of fun. We look forward to talking with Coach Grendel about it next week. But it's our Wolverine player spotlight, and we're going to feature somebody on the boys' basketball team who had a pretty big career milestone. Time again for another Wolverine player spotlight, and this week we're putting the focus on Peyton Church, a senior on the boys' basketball team. Peyton, you got your 1,000th point last week. Just talk about where you got it and what that feeling was like. I got it in Verndale, and, you know, it was a good feeling, but I was more worried about the game going on. You know, was it kind of in the back of your mind when you're getting close and coming into the season? Was it, are you somebody that's like, I want to get there and I want to enjoy it? Or are you somebody that's like, I want to get that so I can move past it and just kind of keep playing basketball? I, I wanted to get that to move past it and just keep playing basketball. What do you think you do best out on the court scoring? What's kind of one of your favorite things to do when the basketball is in your hands? I think my three-point shooting is my best ability. Is there a specific spot on the floor you like or is it kind of anywhere beyond that arc? Top of the key. Outside of scoring now, what would you say is one of the other things you do really well playing basketball? I think I've gotten better as a defender and an off-ball defender as a whole as my uh, basketball career has gone on. What are your goals for the season for yourself and for the team? Season is just keep winning games. Let's just keep going and hopefully make it far in the playoffs this year. Let's get to know some of the other things you do at Wadena Deer Creek. Tell us some of the other activities you're involved in. Uh, I'm involved in band and choir and baseball and National Honor Society. Do you have a favorite class? Um, I enjoy college writing. What would you say is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is probably Ratatouille. 
What's your favorite breakfast? If you get to walk down your steps or go into the kitchen on a Saturday morning, what do you want on your plate? Bacon and eggs. All right. That's not a bad answer. Pretty pretty main staple of a breakfast. Next question. If you could live anywhere in the United States, where would it be? Florida. It's a lot warmer than Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, so uh, would you describe yourself as a morning person or a night person? Uh, definitely night. I do not enjoy the morning. What's your favorite candy? My favorite candy is sour gummy worms. Least favorite candy? Um... I forgot what they're called. Maybe it starts with a Z, but you suck on them and there's this like liquid inside of them and that's just gross. Peyton, right now, who's your favorite athlete? Nikola Jokic, probably. I just like the way he plays, you know. He just controls the game and everything. It's fun to watch. If you could spend one day with the celebrity, who would it be and why? Um, Probably Jokic. He could give me some tips. Well, all right, there you go. Peyton Church, this week's Wolverine Players Spotlight. Hey, Peyton, congratulations on getting your 1,000th point, and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to wadinaradio.com.